Hey, and welcome to the Stanton Law Podcast. This is your host, Josh Joel, counsel at Stanton Law. We're here today to address relevant and timely issues that are top of the mind of employers as our world continues changing. So let's dive straight in. On today's podcast, I have with me Maya Dolgan, and I'm really excited to have her on today because she is the founder and CEO of Braver Me. Maya and I met a couple weeks ago on the Lunch Club app. We had a really interesting conversation, and uh, I hope to uh, share her knowledge with the rest of our audience. Maya is a communications coach who helps leaders and rising stars bring out the best of themselves in work. She's developed a niche in helping female executives align their confidence to their competence. She comes with a really unique perspective on how women can tap into their unique strengths and qualities to be inspiring leaders. So I want to introduce Maya to our audience. And uh, Maya, if you can give us a a brief uh, self-introduction and also let us know a little bit of your story and how you found your way to being a leadership coach for women. Well, first of all, Josh, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's real pleasure to be here and to continue the conversation that we began on Lunch Club. As you said, I'm a communications coach and I work with leaders and rising stars on bringing out the best in themselves at work. This means that I run webinars and workshops and I facilitate meetings for different groups of, you know, different kinds of management training and professional development, and also with people one-on-one, primarily with women who are looking either for coaching, and so that would be women who, let's say, are starting in new leadership positions, either they've been promoted into a new level within their organization, they've been hired in as a CEO within a new organization, or people who are looking for presentation training, so they want to work on something specific, a big meeting that's coming up, a big presentation presentation that they're preparing. Um, So that's the kind of work that I do. And uh, I want to start by sharing a story of when this thought first ran through my mind a few years ago. I was working at the time in strategic partnerships at a think tank, and I overheard a conversation between one of the researchers and the head of marketing for the organization. And the the researcher had just published a study and the head of marketing came in to ask her if she could get ready to go that evening and be interviewed on one of the big political evening news shows. And the researcher said, absolutely not. Why would I go? They, they want to talk to me about X and I don't really know so much about X. And, and I'm overhearing this conversation thinking to myself, didn't you just, aren't you the author of the study? What do you mean you don't know a lot about the subject? And, and she refused and a male researcher overheard the conversation and he said, oh, I'll go. I, I'd be happy to be interviewed on TV. And he read up on her research and other studies and he had kn- knew some stuff already about it from his own material. And, and he went on TV And I thought to myself, not on my watch. This cannot be happening in this fabulous organization where I work with these fabulous researchers. And I decided to ask that female researcher if she wanted some help in working on her presentation skills. And little by little, over the course of about four more years that we worked together after the story happened, we managed to get her from a place where she was not comfortable speaking in front of groups, not comfortable um, presenting to policymakers, not interested in necessarily being on panels or in high stakes situations to the point where she was giving hour long presentations, going into important meetings and having just exactly the right few minutes prepared. And I felt that after doing that work with her and with the others within the organization, the president of the organization, the, the director general of the think tank, that this was work that I could do also beyond. I have background in 
education. I have an MBA in marketing and strategy. I have a BA in cognitive and linguistic science. I decided at that point to also go and do a coaching course. And I felt like this is this is me in my zone, helping women bring out the best of themselves, sharpen their presentation skills and their interpersonal communication skills so that they can then go and shine, just shine in where, whatever new work challenges they take on. Well, I think that's incredible. And, and in dealing with this particular woman and others that you have worked with along the way and things you've picked up, what are you seeing as some of the challenges that women confront when they're comp- climbing up that leadership chain and, and, and confronting these issues of, of public speaking and presenting and, and the things that you help them with? What, what are the primary challenges that you're seeing? There's kind of a a paradox in the challenges that I see, which is that the women who I work with have no issues on the on the side of the competence of their work. I meet women who are incredibly talented, who are excelling in their fields, who are being reached out to to apply for positions, being asked if they want to be promoted, and yet they feel not worthy. For some reason, they feel like they shouldn't be there. It was a mistake that someone's going to notice. Some refer to this as imposter syndrome. And I think that there's this big disconnect between what other people perceive and what they experience in themselves. And of course, we see challenges as well in the broader sense in the field, because as we know, this in 2020, among Fortune 500 companies, we finally reached an all-time high of 37 female CEOs out of 500, which is 7.4%, which is the highest it's ever been. And so that's a big accomplishment that we've reached 7.4%. And I know that also in the field of law, that in 2018, only 19.5% of equity partners were women and 30.5% of non-equity partners in the top 200 law firms. So this is something that can be seen across industries. We know, of course, in different fields that the numbers change depending on the field, but that there are challenges also at the structural level of unconscious bias that women face, and especially when it comes to hiring into promotions. But the work that, that I have chosen for myself is helping those women be able to navigate the politics of their organizations to feel like they can overcome their perfectionism. There's a fabulous book called How Women Rise that was written by Sally Helgeson and Marshall Goldsmith. And in this book, they identify 12 habits that hold women back from advancing, women who have gotten to kind of a mid midpoint in their careers and certain things that had helped them reach the point that they're experts in their fields, that they are highly focused on details, that they are really good at building consensus because they listen to the people around them. And then they find themselves in leadership positions where they are, their perfectionism is starting to get them down. Their people pleasing is starting to get them down. Their inability to delegate because they feel like they need to know everything about everything. Um, And those are challenges that I find with my clients that I help them do the work internally in order to be able to overcome them, but then to actually translate that into action in their day to day so that they can actually see results. So it sounds like there's really two aspects to what you found in your work, which is there's the, the hard skills, which seems like it's not the primary issue that you're dealing with, but more the self-belief and the internal work, which is not unique to women, It's it, but obviously has a, a special dimension for women in the workplace of trying to find the the internal piece or the internal place where you can uh, advance uh, and, and, do, and be yourself 
and be who you need to be in the workplace is certainly uh, sounds like it's where the primary work actually takes place. Is, is, is that correct? Yes, and I, and I do want to address what you said, that it's not only women. I, I absolutely believe that that's true. I believe that there's work that many of these men experience perfectionism as well. They want things to be the best that they could possibly be. But the reasons for that perfectionism and the ways to respond to that perfectionism might be different between the genders or among, you know, across the gender spectrum. That, that really it's not... Um, that the, re- that the reasons are not necessarily the same and the ways in which I address it with male and female clients might be slightly different. Um, but yes, that I do think that there's that the there's a lot of structural work to be done and there are people who are doing that work and and it's not one or the other, it's both. That, that it's also good to help people strengthen their skills while also, and to get over those kind of internal barriers that they might experience, while also at the same time making some of the structural changes at the at the macro level of organizations, and there are other experts who do that work. Right, and it's and the proof is in the pudding because, uh, as you mentioned, the statistics are quite staggering. Uh, the seven point whatever it was percentage of of women in in these leadership positions that, that's pretty staggering and so therefore it, it does show that there are issues that need to be confronted both externally and internally and i wanted to to shift a little bit because you mentioned it briefly but obviously in the work that you do uh, for there are, women have challenges but there are also women have unique talents uh, that they bring to the workplace yeah. and and you touched on a few of them the consensus building and these kind of things but what are you finding are some of the unique characteristics that make women more effective leaders that they should know about and embrace within themselves. Well, this is really the amazing thing, Josh, is that the areas in which women actually excel in leadership are numerous. They are overwhelming. There was a study that was published in the Harvard Business Review about how women score higher than men in most leadership capabilities. And what these two male authors of the study uh, showed in their research was that through an analysis of thousands of 360 reviews, women outscored men in 17 of the 19 capabilities that they measured. 17 of the 19 women outscored men. That includes taking initiative, resilience, practicing self-development, building relationships, inspiring and motivating others, establishing stretch goals, collaboration and teamwork, communicating powerfully and prolifically, problem solving, leadership speed, innovation, and all of these things in the analysis that they did, women actually outscored men. And in only two categories, the men outscored the women, and that was in technical or professional expertise and developing strategic perspective. So this, there's this, in, in many ways, we see, and this is in a 360 review, that means that this is other people commenting about them. Now, it's very different when you ask those women how they would rate themselves. But when it comes to kind of a, a scoring system across an organization where colleagues and and managers and direct reports are, are asked about women and men in leadership roles, that we see that actually women have a lot to bring to the table. And I that's what's fun in my work, is that a big part of what I do is helping women recognize their own strengths and identify what's unique that they bring to the table. And as many of us hope in the world of social good, we hope that eventually our work would become redundant and we won't be needed in the world. And I hope that we get to a point someday where women just know how amazing they are. And 
don't need someone to point that out to them. But in the meantime, I'm very happy to hold up that mirror and help women translate that confidence into action. So I can certainly say that my wife agrees with everything you're saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very powerful uh, thing that you're involved with. And, and I'm curious to know, you mentioned the, the, the actions uh, that women can take. Just from a, a very high level, what would you consider your top action items or tips for women in leadership on how they can best actualize themselves? I would say that there are a few things that that I recommend that, that women do. First of all, if you don't have a list of values and strengths, I really recommend writing them down and placing them somewhere prominent if they're not at top of mind for you already. I think that just being aware of your values and your strengths, you can make a list of like a top three or top five so that you have them. You can ask people around you, your trusted loved ones and colleagues and friends, what they see in you. And that really leads me to the second tip that I have for women in leadership, which is that one of our one of our strengths, one thing that, that I feel is a strength for me and that I know from from many other women is the power of community. And finding other women with whom you can create a peer network and help one another point out these strengths and identify them and build on them, that can be really empowering for women to be able to, if you're in a level, you're in a CTO, so so develop a CTO group of other women. If you're a CEO, then develop a CEO cohort with other women. It could be in your field, it could be across fields, it could be geographic, could be by other kind of an affinity group. But I find that when women come together, I'm currently facilitating a group like this of about 15 women who are in similar similar kinds of place in life uh, and want to be strengthening their leadership skills. And I'm there in the room just to to hold the space for them and to keep the conversation moving and to make in connections and to really help the group elevate one another. So I think that in, of course, there's always levels of coaching and of, of, of going to different kinds of courses. But I also think that, like I said, making that list of the values and strengths and finding a group of other women who can cheer you on and that you can cheer them on as well can help lower some of that anxiety and some of the pressure that we might feel and make us feel like we're less alone and part of a community that wants to see us succeed. Well, I think that's that's awesome. And I'll tell you in, in closing, Maya, for me, it was a little bit of a leap of faith to bring a communications coach onto my podcast. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really, this is a fascinating uh, conversation and there's a, there's a whole lot more to unpack and to learn over here. So in terms of uh, how can our listeners reach you and what's the best way to get a hold of you if they, if they want to uh, hear more about, about this incredible topic? Yes, gladly. I'm happy to be in touch with anyone who's listening today. My email address is Maya, M-A-Y-A, at braverme.today. So that's Maya at braverme.today. And you can find me on Instagram at Empowered by Maya. And uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm happy to connect on any of those different platforms and looking forward to hearing from you all. Thank you. And thank you for coming on today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Stanton Wall Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast to get notifications of new episodes. And follow me on LinkedIn, where I post short legal updates on a regular basis. If there are topics that you want us to discuss, please feel free to email me directly at josh.joel at stantonlawllc.com. 
Please bear in mind that the information we discussed today is informational only and does not constitute legal advice. If you have any legal questions or are looking for more information about any of the topics we've discussed or anything that has to do with your business, the attorneys at Stanton Law can help. Check us out at stantonlawllc.com.